Welcome to Books on Air, the podcast that you really don't want to miss. I'm Suzanne Harris, and you, dear listener, are about to get a sneak peek at what goes on behind the scenes with an author. You're going to find out their secret recipe for creating their book. You'll find out where they get their ideas, and you get the inside scoop on their next project. And if you want to know more, we'll tell you where to find them on social media. So are you ready? All right, let's meet the author. Joining me today is Carlene Walker, and she's here to talk about her book, Prepper Survival Guide for Women, Volume 1, 67 Categories of Supplies You Should Have to Make Your Five-Star Retreat Complete. Now, if you listen to our podcast, you know that one of the things that I like to do is introduce you just a little bit to the author. I like for you to know a little bit about them. I found Carlene's bio in the back of her book, and it is a story in 20 sentences, and I can't resist using this as her introduction. And according to her, this is the short version. She was born in Enid, Oklahoma, raised on farms in Oklahoma and Kansas, did not finish high school, got married, had three children by age 21, lived poor for five years, entered the workforce, worked in in the personnel industry, moved to Denver, Colorado, got a divorce, raised three children without child support, started a business in the temporary personnel industry became poor again for five years while figuring out how to run a business, operated the business for 27 years with some of the greatest employees anyone could ask for, opened eight more locations in Colorado, Arizona, and Oklahoma, sold all businesses in 1995, bought a yacht, and sailed away for five years to the Bahamas and eastern eastern seaboard, bought a motor coach, drove to every state for three years, bought a home in Mexico, and spent winters there, became interested in the subject of survival, built a survival retreat in the mountains in northern Colorado, and last but not least, decided she knew enough words to write this book. Carlene Walker, welcome. I can't wait for us to talk. I'm ready. (laughs) Well, the last sentence of this bio, I think, is a good lead-in. To me, books have two stories. There's the one that people read. There's the, the reader version of whatever the story is that the book is about. But then there's always a backstory. There's always something behind the book. There's always a reason that the book was written. What was the reason, what prompted you to write a book for women about survival? Well, how all this began was I was uh, spending the winter at my home in uh, Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, and watching the news, and oh my gosh, it seems like there was mudslides in uh, Paraguay and and tornadoes in Oklahoma and just one disaster after the other and we just you know we hear about these disasters all the time and we just give it a a fleeting thought but it made me realize that I was not prepared 
and my family certainly wasn't prepared to uh, do anything about or prepare for any of these disasters. So I just took pen in hand, as at that time I didn't have a computer, and I started writing all the supplies that we would need, uh, whether it be bank closures, civil unrest, drought, wars, pandemics, or economy collapse. So I just wrote a whole 265-page uh, book on what to look for, how to prepare, and become a prepper. What's a prepper? A prepper is a person who prepares to survive all these sorts of disasters. There's somebody that thinks in advance. I have to say that your book, it's wonderful. You've got 75 chapters, and it's really obvious to anyone to look at that who looks at that book that you did a copious um, a huge amount of research how did you do that you said you hadn't really ever used a computer how did you discover all of this information i got on the computer and found out how to search for all these subjects that i was talking about like how to skin and butcher a a deer, how to uh, forage for plant edible plants. It was there was a lot of research that I had to do, but how I really found out what I really needed was by I thought if I'm going to write a book about being a pre- prepper survivalist, I was going to buy me a mountain cabin and just see what I needed from living in it. So this is also part of your story about how you put together your own retreat. Is that right? That's right. I knew that I couldn't write a book uh, without living it. And our, our family experimented. We turned off the propane, uh, the lights, uh, the water, all the essential things that we are so used to. We just wanted to see what we needed and how we could survive in it. And we did it in the summer, and we did it again in the winter to experience, uh, you know, what we would need. You know, of course, in Colorado, you, you can sure freeze to death if you're not prepared, especially without heat and light and communications. Oh, gosh, I wish I'd had your book. I'm in Texas. We had that cold snap back in February. We don't get those two-degree days here in in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And there were people who froze to death because they had no idea what to do. A book like yours, you're exactly right. Every day, if you listen to the news, there is a disaster somewhere in the world, whether it's a man-made disaster or a natural disaster. And I would guess that probably, what do you think, 75, 80% of people have no idea what to do? Or do you think it's higher than that? I would say it was higher. I was fortunate being raised on a farm. And uh, you learn to think for yourself on the farm. Uh, so 
I really feel sorry for the people that uh, was raised in the city, especially the children that are so pampered nowadays. They just don't know to, how to take care of themselves, and it's sad. I, but you know, reading this book, you know, it it would help a lot of people. It's not only this book is not only geared to people that are fortunate to have a mountain retreat up in the mountains, or uh, even it even applies to people that are living in apartments in the city. And believe me, those people that are living in apartments or even houses in the city, they're going to have a tougher time to survive instead of, you know, being prepared uh, at a mountain retreat. Oh, I couldn't agree with you more because there are, for example, I mean, when I was a kid, my dad taught me how to bait a, a crappie hook, how to bait a, a hook, and I could fish. I know how to fish. There are, I bet, there are is a hand. If you talk to people on the street, there would be a, a handful of women who would say, "Yes, I know how to bait a crappie rig," or "Yes, I know how to take a fish off a hook," or "Yes, I know how to clean a fish," and. That would be one skill that would be a valuable skill. Now I can't, I can't skin a deer. I don't have any idea how to do that, but my husband does. And so I think that thinking about those kinds of things, I think one of the things that you say at the very beginning of the book is to take stock of yourself and the skills that you could bring to this idea to this survival what what could you bring to the party as it were well i do know how to shoot skin of a deer and cut up the meat uh it's a pretty bloody affair especially sure. when you uh don't know what you're doing but when i was uh, 21 and we were living in the mountains of utah my husband was a hunter well, he killed the deer and brought it to me and said, do it. So I wouldn't recommend a chainsaw. <laughs> It'd probably be quicker. It totally caught me off guard with that one. <laughs> and then I made a horrible mess of it because, you know, there was blood everywhere, and I thought I'd just wash the meat off. No, you don't want to do that. So I, there is a chapter on how to skin a deer, but, you know, leave the chainsaw alone. <laughs> Carlene, that is just hilarious. I, I just have this horrible image of you with this Texas chainsaw massacre kind of thing going on. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It I'm, was not pretty. I'm, it, I can see that in my head. Um you you also talk about weapons. You talk about guns and ammunition, and I know that's a really hot topic for the country. But tell me what your your point of view is in the book, because you can't just things happen. You need to protect yourself. Well, especially uh, now, I, I I wish I had better news for our wonderful America, but I. I Without getting into politics, which I refuse to do, things are getting dicey. Uh, you turn on the TV and you see rioting, marauding. It's just, it's horrible. 
and I'm telling every woman, if they're going to get a gun, uh, get a shotgun. You know, you don't have to aim as accurately as you would with a rifle or a pistol. Uh, don't just buy a gun and say, okay, I'm ready. You know, you need to get uh, to a target uh, practice and know what you're doing, get, in, get familiar with it. You know, forget about what men do. They, they, they'll they engage in arm-to-arm combat. Women won't do that. It's just, you know, our nature to, not to do it. But, you know, I would certainly uh, have a shotgun in the house somewhere. And take a class. I mean, any reputable, really reputable uh, gun store will have the opportunity to take a class so that you learn about the gun that you own, you learn to shoot it, you know what you're doing, you don't wind up with some accident because you had no idea just because you have a gun, you don't even know how to shoot. I think that part is important as well. And I know in Texas, you have an opportunity to get a a permit to carry a gun. I don't know if every state requires a a permit or not, but if it does, then get it. Some of the states are interchangeable. Uh, like I live in Florida, and I also live in Colorado, and uh, those two states, uh, they do uh, the carry license is uh, interchangeable. What do you think, as you think about your book, what do you think some of the really important pieces of advice are in that book? Now, I know that you also sprinkled in some personal stories and that the book is not just a series of dry facts. You're very funny and you have a great sense of humor. And I know that there are some stories in there that are personal stories that really make the book come alive. But what do you think is really important? Well, I think the there are seven items, essential items that you must have, you know, all the rest is just, you know, it's additional stuff. All the appliances, communication, gizmos, first aid kits, maps, vehicles, uh, they're of no use until you understand and take care of these seven basic things. And that's, I'll name them, clothing. You know, without proper clothing uh, in your particular climate, you won't make it. Uh, Fire, uh, cook with it, keep warm with it, sanitize water with it, Uh, gathering around the fire to socialize, very, very important. Uh, First thing I do is go out and buy a Coleman stove. Uh, The next thing is food. Without food, you'll probably be dead in 10 days. Uh, you'll, lack, you'll lack the nutrition to give you strength to carry on. Uh, you need to have uh, food that will last at least three to five days until you can get to a permanent shelter if you're going somewhere. There's lots of uh, companies that supply, supply freeze-dried food. Uh, these are foods that last up to 30 years. Of course I have those. Uh, The next one is medical supplies. Uh, Your routine medications are especially an absolute must to store up on. The cavemen and women had their medical supplies, such as bark, leaves, grass, and even insects. 
and uh, we're not going to make those mistakes uh, trying to uh, deal with barks and leaves for medicine, <laughs> so stock up. Uh, I'd say the next thing would be shelter. Uh, without adequate shelter, whether it's in your car, tent, or a retreat, or even in your apartment, uh, you risk the elements. Uh, it just, it's just so important that you get this type of shelter uh, fixed so you can live there without food, without uh, all the conveniences like running water, toilets that flush, electric lights that come on, and gas or electric to cook with. So the next one I'd say is water. Uh, Without water, you'll most likely die in three days. It's just that simple. Uh, Learn where supplies of water can be found. Uh, Believe it or not, the swimming pool out in your backyard, whether it's salt or whether it's chlorinated, uh, you've got access to water. So find out where it is. Uh, The next thing, which we've already discussed, is weapons. Uh, You need to be able to defend yourself, whether it's human or wild animals. Uh, It's for your protection, and it's not to go out hunting people, but, you know, you need it in a crisis. So there you go. I think this is all just such good advice. I know that our listeners are wondering where to find the book, and uh, we'll give them a couple of places. Amazon is usually a big resource. I know that many, many, many of our listeners will utilize Amazon as the place that they go to find the book. So let me make sure that they've got the title and that they have your name correctly so they can find it. If you go to the Amazon website, there's a great big search box at the very, very top. Type in Prepper, P-R-E-P-P-E-R, Prepper Survival Guide for Women. Now, the rest of the title is 67 categories of supplies that you should have to make your five-star retreat complete. But if you just type in Prepper Survival Guide for Women by Carlene, C-A-R-L-E-N-E, Walker, W-A-L-K-E-R, and click It'll take you right to the page. Now, there's a, you'll see the cover of the book up in the upper right-hand corner. There's a, a little look inside. And if you'll click on the look inside, there's a really terrific excerpt from the book. And it includes, I have to say, the biography that I read at the very beginning of the show. Is it available in Kindle, audiobook, hardback, paperback, all of the above, some of the above? Uh, it's it's available at eBay also. However, uh, it's very expensive. They've determined uh, that these books are worth uh, forty and fifty dollars a piece. If your listeners would like to uh, buy directly from me, I can sell it to them for twenty five dollars, which includes shipping, and they can email me at gypsy on the go at aol.com and that's spelled g-y-p-s-y-o-n-t-h-e-g-o at aol.com 
I'd be happy to take their questions or give them suggestions or just send the books. Now, that's no spaces. That's gypsy on the go, no spaces, right? Correct. All right. One last question. People have bought the book. They've gone through it. Maybe they didn't read it cover to cover, but they read important parts that they thought were important, but they finished. And either electronically or physically, they close the book for now. What is the big message that you really want people to take away from our conversation today and from the book in particular? Hmm, good question. Well, I would suggest that you had better start thinking like a caveman or cavewoman if you want to survive. After all, uh, that's basically what they had. And I've done a lot of research in order to prepare, for you to prepare your family for crises. You are extraordinary. I am so pleased to have been able to talk with you today. You're funny. You're interesting. You're just a go-getter. You're a rags-to-riches story. And I think that not only are you giving our listeners some really, really excellent advice, but they can also look at your background and look at what you've done and see how far you've come. And I think that that's an important message in and of itself. Thank you so much for taking time to be our guest today on Books on Air. It's definitely been my pleasure. Now remember, you can find Carlene's book, Prepper Survival Guide for Women, either on eBay or on Amazon.com, and it's by Carlene Walker. You've been listening to the Books on Air podcast brought to you on webtalkradio.net. You can also hear this podcast on iTunes and iHeartRadio. I'm Suzanne Harris, and I hope that you'll join our next Books on Air podcast, because remember, you never know who's going to be here. Thank you so very much for listening.